You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCTService.com. Welcome to yet another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli, and with me today, uh, special guest host Michael Nixon from uh, GeekCrashCourse.com. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Um, so today, we are going to be talking about the fourth uh, Doctor serial, Legopolis, which is also the final story from the fourth Doctor. Um, before we do that, I thought, uh, it'd be a good idea since it's the first time in, on, on the show, Michael, why don't you, uh, give everyone sort of your background on the show? Like what, when did you start listening or when did you start watching and, and when did you, you know, what, what, what is your background with everything? I guess. I'm pretty sure my first encounter with who, well, the, okay, let's start. This is kind of awkward. I found in my life it's just sort of my job to professionally make people feel old, so apologies to any of the viewers out there in advance. I was born <laughs> the year the show was canceled, mm. uh, so didn't have a lot of luck there, um, but uh, by the time I was old enough to actually watch television and, and process and whatnot, uh, it was around 96, so... I definitely saw a rerun of the the movie at some point, and it just scared me because the, the of course the part I was flipping through channels to, I come to like big goo snake jumping <laughs> at TV. So of right. course, like seven or eight year old me was freaked out and just didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. So I've definitely seen part of the '96 movie, but my real um, my real into Doctor Who was actually uh, on PBS and. I realized watching Legopolis, the first thing I saw of classic who was Tom Baker turn into Peter Davison, oh. uh, but, but from the Castrovalva recap. So I definitely started with one of the weird ones. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mine is, I, I remember distinctly the very first doctor who anything I saw was the, uh, the multi-vehicle chase sequence from Planet of the Spiders. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing I ever saw. That is going to give you a weird... That's just... I think Doctor Who is this great collection of weird starting points for people. Yeah. It yeah. really is. Because I started watching right around the time Scream of the Shalka was coming out. And mm -hmm. they were talking about this is the new Doctor Who. So I was watching that online. And then like episode two, oh, he's not the new Doctor Who. He's just some guy we're never going to talk about. Yeah. So that was I, I had a, a weird little crash course into how odd the wilderness years could be mm -hmm. in my little bit of time when they were left. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And you, you, you guys uh, at, at Geek Crash Course, you did that whole thing during the fiftieth where you did uh, episodes on um, each of the doctors, and it was it was really uh, really great because they're not long episodes, but you go through a lot of detail. <laughs> Yeah, well, our first couple get some facts wrong, which have been, uh, which has been a fun series of comments to read. Um, <laughs> but well, uh, as, as we got on, they got better, and um, which you know, there's an interesting parallel there with Doctor Who, uh, perhaps. <laughs> um, 
but it, we, I sort of had this realization that there were 12 months and we could do 12 Doctor Who episodes, you know, mm-hmm. one per month. And so we just did it for the 50th because it seemed like the right thing to do. And we could also just, like, the format of our show is say everything about a show in a very short amount of time. And we mm-hmm. did a Doctor Who episode really early on and it just wasn't sufficient. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like the, the, the appropriate way to tackle it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, okay. So, uh, Logopolis, obviously the biggest thing for background significance on this one is um, that it's Tom Baker's last story. Indeed. Um, <clears throat> it's definitely the largest. But what I find interesting about it being his last story is that the only reason he quit was because he hated John Nathan Turner. <laughs> um, like there, there is an alternate universe somewhere out there where Tom Baker stayed on for an eighth year oh. uh, for an eighth, which is just, I can't even imagine that, but like he had no interest in leaving. The only reason he left is because John Nathan made him wear a, a shirt with question marks on it. The crazy um, thing too, is like, there's some, weird permutation of this of those universes where we get a year with Tom Baker, Tegan, Adric, and Nyssa, which would have been really fun, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or at the very least at, at the very least, because I don't know I, I feel like um uh Nyssa Nyssa and Tegan were added on when they knew that they were bringing in a new doctor. Oh definitely, yeah. So so the so at the very least a, a full season with Adric, which I mean, that would uh, be less fun. Well, I don't know. I like Adric with 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 the fourth Doctor. I don't like him with the fifth Doctor. I agree. Yeah, I, no, I, yeah. I feel the same way. I just rewatching Legopolis again. I was like, ah, oh, Adric's not the worst, but I don't know if I could have done. I don't know if I could have done a whole series with, uh, yeah. with him uh, solo. Yeah. We would need we would need somebody else to sort of defray that sure. sort of weirdness. I don't know. Absolutely, but. In any event, I I would have loved to see uh, Tegan and and the Fourth Doctor just because he would have no patience with her at all. Yeah, the little <laughs> bit the we get where, of it, and to the and... to the point where I would question whether or not he would even allow her to stay on the TARDIS longer than one uh, one story. I, yeah, I have a feeling we get one of the the rare instances of a companion getting just kicked out. Yeah, <laughs> if she stuck around, uh, yeah. uh, I can I can second that. <laughs> Um, so, okay. So, so John Nathan Turner puts question marks on, uh, on, on, uh, I am the only person who likes the season 18 outfit. This is what I have realized in my time in Doctor Who fandom. (laughs) It's like me. I don't mind it. I vastly prefer the, the version of the outfit from, uh, uh, from like his early seasons, like seasons like one, two, and three. I like like season 14. The like brain of Morbius outfit is yes, that's the one. That's yep. the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Yep, that's 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 my jam. That's definitely. prime Baker. I agree with yes. that. I don't really like the season twelve as much as other people. I think the season twelve one is fine. Like, like I don't I don't love it, but it's like going in a good direction and like an iconic direction. It's work in progressy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a there's something about the. And- Something about the maroon, like, velvety thing, which is interesting. It's almost like he's having trouble letting go of his previous incarnation a little. Um, yeah. Just because it does seem like something that Pertwee would wear um, that he then covers up with a bunch of layers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. The Brain and Morbius season, um, season 14 outfit is the best. It's the best. Um 
But uh, no, I don't mind this. I just the question mark thing is um, uh, not great. He's not the Riddler. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, also, his name is not Doctor Who. If, like that's oh, the yeah, other thing. That's yeah, absolutely. But the show does that so often, you just can't complain anymore. Right. But the, and the question mark thing is, if if the season eighteen outfit didn't have the question marks on it, I think more people would like it. It's just that yes. one little detail is just it's it's the bridge too far for a big chunk of fandom. Right. Right. Um. So so, uh, Tom Baker decides he's going to leave. Um. Because John Nathan Turner won't put up with his uh, <laughs> his drama. Um. And uh. And and you know this is after dealing with three. Um, three seasons with the previous producer, Graham Williams, and he not liking him either. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, he didn't get along with that guy for three years. Then the new guy comes in. He doesn't really get along with him. And he's like, you know what? I should probably just go. <laughs> um, so he decides to leave. John Nathan Turner and, and the rest of the production team is overjoyed because um, he was getting to be kind of a terror to work with. And, uh, and they were ready to take the show in a new direction. So... There, that's great. And then um, with Logopolis, Logopolis ends up becoming sort of the second part of a loose trilogy about the resurrection of the Master and uh, and the introduction of Auntie Anley as the Master. And um, so so you've got that going as well. Um, you know, he was introduced as, as Nissa's father in the previous story, Keeper of Trocken, and then in episode three of Logopolis, he's sort of introduced as uh, the master. Um, although you hear him chuckling, I guess. A lot. <laughs> yeah. You hear him chuckling a lot. Maniacally. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. This episode <laughs> also has one of the largest um, body counts of any classic Who story. Yeah. Uh, and the yeah. master is responsible for most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for a master, stop, a lot of people that doesn't don't stop the love. doctor from teaming up with him for some reason. Yeah, uh, that whole—it's. <laughs> I wasn't a fan this round. It just seems so <laughs> yeah. weird. Yeah. Well, and it's a promise that they just totally just take back immediately. Well, you like know? from the the first, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. But like the opening circumstance of it is like, I can't trust you, so I'm going to trust you. You shouldn't <laughs> trust me. Trust me. <laughs> like why why are we even here guys come on <laughs> what's going on um and so like really you know you have that and then then you have uh tegan being created as a character to uh try to make doctor who into a um co-production with uh, abc uh the australian broadcasting company um and uh that didn't work they did it and they're like see Look, an Australian character in Australia is like, yeah, that's great. We don't care. Um, <laughs> go away. Yeah, go away. Um, so, so, but John Nathan Turner kind of like, you know, really liked Tegan and decided to keep her around. Um, he's kind t- kind of tends to be one of the only people who really likes Tegan. Um, See, I like Janet Fielding. It's just that Tegan's terrible. <laughs> yeah, she it's, is. It's one of those things where, where just no matter how nice uh, uh, Janet Fielding is, and, and she's great in the Big Finish stuff, they've actually mm-hmm. like given her things to do. Mm-hmm. It's just in the show. She's just oh. she's very whiny. And for someone oh. who hates that she's, uh, you know, like on these adventures, she is constantly coming back. Like, yeah, all <laughs> she the has time. so many chances to leave. And she, she leaves like back. more than once. Yeah. And then she always comes back and it's like, you don't even want to be here. Uh-huh. Why? <laughs> well, it's because she keeps forgetting her passport. She just, and she literally works as an airline person. <laughs> How? 
Oh. I don't know. <laughs> that scene was so annoying to me. And it's her first yeah. scene. It's just, how ineffectual can this character be? Yeah. Not also, a great she start. loves planes, has no idea how they work. <laughs> completely clueless. She loves the yeah. concept of flight. Yeah. Beyond she that, thinks they're she's magic. just whatever. Yeah. They're magic, you know. Play, you, their well, car it's like everybody down. in Wi-Fi. This never happens to planes. They never get broken down. No? Never? Tegan? That planes, never happens? I don't know if you've read a newspaper ever, but that does occur. There's these things called plane crashes. Wait, um, how? <laughs> Is that like a car crash? Yes, but in the sky. <laughs> Think it through. <laughs> oh, man. Um... So, so yeah, so you have the introduction of Tegan, and then uh, you have Nyssa coming back as a full-on companion here um, for little to no reason. <laughs> oh, I, the, 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 th- the thing is, she... Because the Watcher collects her, so it's basically the Peter Davis and Doctor saying, hey, you should be on the ship. <laughs> yeah. Which is just great, because she is a great companion, and the two of them work really well together. So the mm-hmm. idea that she's plot-holed into like, being on the team is even better. Yeah, that's true, actually. I like that take on it. Um, so, so yeah, so that's pretty much it. I mean, it's not... For for being Tom... Like, the biggest problem I think I have with this story is that for being Tom Baker's final story after seven a seven-year-long tenure <laughs> as the yeah. Doctor, yeah. it's not very eventful. Um, the only thing that I'll give it, uh, that it does have a tone of sort of like... It has a large sense of something like it feels like something big is happening it feels like 1950s sci-fi novel epic yeah like it's men in rooms talking about theories and computers and like math is magical yeah and it just it feels like uh i don't i don't know who wrote this off the top of my head was this a bidmead or a bailey um it was uh where did he go uh, Bidmead. It is Bidmead. It was Bidmead. Yeah, it yeah. feels like Bidmead was like reading a math textbook and an Asimov novel at the same time. Yeah. And yeah, just sort of right. did it. And yeah. I kind of, I like, I really like the Bidmead scripts. That's why, I, I, yeah, I figured this was, anyway, because it's just that era of like, math is awesome. It is mm-hmm. so the 80s now. Mm-hmm. Is, I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And also just the Legopal Bolitans, that was incorrect, but their outfits are just fierce. There's yeah. <laughs> no other descriptor. They have just got a look, and they are going with it. Yeah. Uh, Christopher H. Bidmead, um, writing this story, uh, he then went on to write the very next one, Castrovalva. Yes. Um, Frontios and Renaissance of the Dog. So he's he's basically known for introducing and then kind of running through the Peter Davison era. Yeah. Um. And, uh, and, and yeah, his stories, I think they do tend to be quite good. Um, they don't, they're not, they're not like just like over the moon great, but they're, they're quite good. But they have a really unique tone. Like they mm-hmm. just, you can always, they feel, you can always feel a sort of influence in the air yeah. too. And I, I think, I it, think he has, he has this tone where he has really big sci-fi ideas, but he, he doesn't do himself a favor because all he does is like introduce the idea and yeah. then just sort of doesn't do anything. With he it. talks He's about like, the idea of the idea right. instead of He's like, like isn't the this idea cool? blowing things up, which is right. what this show is for. <laughs> right. He's just like, isn't this cool? Look at how cool this is. Okay. Well, let's look at this other cool thing. That's cool too. Right. 
So is this and this. All right, well, the story's over. Thanks. Are these <laughs> ideas going to stack onto each other? Oh, no, I just had some ideas. Here they yeah. are. Oh, yeah. okay. That is not how this works. <laughs> it's not supposed to, anyway. <laughs> but it's um, great, kind of. And then this was directed by Peter Grimwade, who is a really great director, yeah. honestly. Um, he didn't do a whole lot of of, uh, of of stories. He directed Full Circle, this, uh, Kinda, and Earthshock, um, all of which are directed very, very well. Yeah. And then as a writer, he wrote Time Flight, which, you know, the less said about the better. Well, um, what are you going to do? And then Modern Undead and Planet of Fire, which are both quite good. Yeah. Um, so he's uh, – He's 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 an interesting guy. Um I think that he the only one that he really didn't do great with was Time Flight. That was the only one. It was his first game. Yeah, it was a learning experience. Right. It was his first one out of the gate as a writer, so you know, you gotta give it to him a little yeah. bit. Um to to a certain extent. I mean, there's choices in that that uh, aren't the best. Um <laughs> <laughs> I think that happens to everybody though. Yeah. Can... Yellow face master. Let's not the best. It's not an amazing move, but <laughs> Doctor Who and racial everything don't go super well together. That's true. It's for true. a good chunk of the time. Yeah. So, um, so that's that's Legopolis, and uh, we're gonna let's we're gonna talk about the story in just a second. Before we do, um, we're sponsored by DCBService.com, which is the site that lets you pre-order all your monthly comic books and collectibles at discounts. Your local comic book shop just can't compete with. Use DCBS to place your orders two months in advance. Get discounts of 40% off and special discounts up to 50% off. So place an order as big or small as you like and ship monthly, bi-weekly, or weekly with flat rate shipping for only six ninety five every time an order goes out. Um, and you can check for everything that you want there like by publisher. So if you're looking for Doctor Who... Um, you're just going to want to go check the pre-orders for the publisher Titan uh, because IDW no longer has that license. Um, so uh, Titan, their stuff just is just starting. It, I think the first issue's hit in July. Um, so issue two should be up for pre-order right now at uh, dcbservice.com. So thanks to them. Also, instarktrades.com is the site where you can purchase any hardcover or paperback graphic novel collection that's currently in print at massive discounts of 25 to 45% off. And if that's not good enough for you, check back on Wednesdays for new release specials of 50% off every single week. And remember, all orders over $50 get free shipping. Uh, if, you, if you want the IDW Doctor Who stuff, uh, we, they have it all, all in stock and in stock trades. Um, but, you know, I would probably do it soon because once they're gone and out of print, uh, you're not going to see those for a while. Um, I don't. I don't foresee Titan keeping those uh, in print. Um, so, uh, so make sure that if there's any IDW stories that you're interested in getting, um, I would get to InStockTrades.com as soon as possible and picking those up. So, thanks to them for sponsoring the show. Um, all right, uh, Logopolis. Um, okay, so uh, the first question I have about this story. Oh boy. Is, and this is just the first one because it just comes up immediately, right? And, it, and I've always fought, felt that it was uh, a questionable choice. Right at the beginning, you have the Doctor and Adric talking about Romana and the e-space stuff and all this stuff as if it had just happened and they hadn't had an adventure in between that. Yeah. Um, and I've always thought like the timing always fell off. It was like... I like haven't you already dealt with this stuff like what what have you been talking about since we've just been like awkwardly avoiding the subject like I don't understand 
Yeah, well, all of Trocken just uh, just feels weirdly shoved into the season when you think about it. Yeah. Because now Nyssa just also just shows up mm-hmm. in this episode. So was something supposed to happen? I, I don't know. Yeah. It feels it just feels all very shoehorned in. Yeah. Um, which is really strange. Um and, and you know, we've already talked about how Tegan doesn't know how planes work. Um yeah, they don't break the, down. They're they're magic flying machines. The whole introduction of Tegan is just so priming <laughs> her to be hated. Yeah. With it's, her aunt who is just like, We really need to get find a man to help us. Yeah, her <laughs> soon to be fridged aunt. Yeah. Uh and just just the, and this show doesn't have a great track record with comedy, but some of the worst comedy. Although even to say two. that she's even to say that she's been fridged, that 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 there's a certain level of of uh, of 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 respect to fridge characters in that at least they their their death causes something yeah. positive somewhere yeah. else. I that guess. doesn't even happen. Yeah, no. <laughs> This she whole, just this dies and everyone just like, sort of shrugs. It's, this whole story is like the wrong people finding about things at the wrong in the wrong way and telling the people who should know these things just incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the doctor finds out so much information and decides what to tell people at the wrong times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really interesting from like a story perspective, like breaking it down. Yeah, absolutely. Because this whole, like, serial is just about, it's about information. Right. Well, okay, so the cloister bell starts going off um, in the TARDIS, and uh, the doctor's just like, you know, don't worry about it, Adric, it's cool. Like, it's fine. Hey, 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 you know the chameleon circuit? That's broken, let's go fix that. And Adric's just like, but... But the the alarm thing happened. The really loud dinging thing that <laughs> yeah. won't stop isn't stopping. Let's Jack do this like, other thing. It's fine. Yeah, we're trapped in a police box. That's real dumb, right? I should have fixed this a while ago. Don't you want to be an MS Paint version of a pyramid? Oh, man. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> we could be a pyramid, Adric. Come on. We could be a pyramid with a door. We need a door. <laughs> That's key. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I love that the TARDIS includes a palm tree. Uh-huh. When it's doing the drawing, it's like, boop, 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 boop. Oh, we're going to be a tree? No, we're going to be the pyramid next to the tree. Why is the tree there? Don't think about it. <laughs> Shush. That's the garage. It's <laughs> <laughs> the TARDIS garage. Um, so, so okay. So, he's he, the doctor, like, you know, supposedly he's being, he's trying to distract himself from the cloister bill by trying to figure out this chameleon circuit thing. And his plan is here's how he's going to fix the chameleon circuit. So he's like, Hey, we found a, found another police box. So let's, let's, uh, let's, let's materialize the TARDIS around the police box, measure the police box in 27 dimensions. Um, then use those dimensions, take them to Legopolis to give us a match for, uh, the 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 police box, then they will they'll give us those calculations. We'll put it into the chameleon circuit and tell it never to change into that thing, which will then freak out the chameleon circuit and it'll reset and then everything will be hunky dory again. Which is a really, <laughs> really as plans go, <laughs> yeah. detailed, very detailed, <laughs> so detailed, um, like. <laughs> It's so detailed, so needlessly detailed. It, I, I just, 
I'm just kind of flabbergasted that they thought about it that hard. Because usually, I mean, uh, Classic Who is a lot of things, but thought out isn't always. There's generally just a switch. Yeah. Like most of the time, they just relabel a switch. Yeah. That it's easy to get the camera to. Yeah. This is this is a whole plan. Like I feel like I mean like, the Dodger's literally hacking the TARDIS. A like, whole that's new section of the console we never knew existed pops out on hydraulics. Yeah. Like it is this is the show where they're like, we're gonna do a lot of TARDIS stuff. Yeah. Because they're kind of defining what the, how the TARDIS is and how it will work. And even right. sort of the the it's broken before, but it's never this level of just decrepit. Right. And from here on, partially because of the sets, it stays kind of broken all the time. Right. Which is interesting. Definitely. Um, so so you have that going on where he's trying to fix the, the chameleon circuit. Then when he materializes the TARDIS around the police box, he learns that the police box isn't actually a police box, but the master's TARDIS looking like a police box, which has a police box inside of it, yes. which is also another TARDIS. So by by materializing the TARDIS around another TARDIS, they basically create a recursive loop of TARDISes within TARDISes. Yes. Which we is know the what most... show young Christopher Nolan watched as a boy. I was thinking I of Inception. I know. <laughs> the, like, that's kind of... It's kind of great. Like, it's kind of a great idea in so much as that... It's a really cheap idea because, you yep. know, the, the TARDIS oh, yeah. set is just the TARDIS set and they just relight it every time they go into a new one um, to make it, quote unquote, different. They just have like three settings on the dimmer switch. Right. For the different versions of things. Right. Um, and it's so like from a cheap from a from a money standpoint, it's kind of an ingenious idea because that costs you no money. In fact, it costs you less money because you get to dim all the lights. Yeah. All they probably had to buy was like that traffic cone helmet thingy that is hanging inside the box at one point. Oh right, yes. And that just that's done. Get yeah. It. <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Um yeah. so so I was actually really impressed with that idea. Less impressed with the with the incredible shrinking TARDIS later on. No, um, not not good. That goes nowhere. Um, well, oh, no, that's... The, the TARDIS is shrinking. Yep, let's carry it into this other room. Oh, everything's good now? Yep, okay. <laughs> the middle two episodes of this story just do one thing each. And yeah. then obfuscate for the rest of the time. It's so true. Yeah. like, And and if you like serial Doctor Who and you're okay with that, it's fine. But I could never show the serial to someone until they are deep on the hook on, on Doctor Who. Absolutely. Because it is just... Nothing happens. Yeah. Four things happen in this entire serial. It's true. It's very true. And they happen one per episode, so get <laughs> comfy. <laughs> it's um, I will say I, I'm really impressed with the 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 uh the first um actually I don't even think it is the cliffhanger, but like the, the idea that the police are just like, Yeah, so you're a weird guy that's standing around this place where these people went missing. You might be involved. Yeah. <laughs> so they, like, they try to arrest the doctor. Yeah. It's like that. Um, It's that. Do you read any of the Phil Sandifer stuff? Sure. He, he talks about how Doctor Who is like encroaching on other shows. And it really feels like the doctor just sort of bumped into a cop show. Yeah. And the cops are acting exactly how cops would on a cop show. Like even the yelling thing. Like they mm-hmm. are just straight up TV cops. 
mm-hmm. trying to drag the doctor into their show. And he's like, nope, we're going to run a bicycle into you. And a uh, <laughs> little math genius is going to freak you out. And we're going to run into our box and disappear. Peace. <laughs> and the cops just don't know what just happened to them. Yeah. No, you're, you're totally right. And I, but I, do, I think that's so interesting. I don't know. Um, just because it's not. It's it's just so out of tone with the with the rest of Doctor Who that like having those police show up and try to arrest him is just so different. You don't yeah. even really see police on on Doctor Who very much. Um, yeah, you see one walking around in the pilot, and then not many after military. Yeah, a lot of military guys. A lot of military, not not police officers, which yeah. is really interesting. Um, so so like it sticks out for me, and I just find it. Like, oh, that's I, I kind of like that. Like, I wish they had kind of like went with it for just a was just a little while. Yeah, more um, things might than have happened. Yeah, yeah. Which they didn't. I mean, I think we can both agree there was there wasn't a lot of time for more things to happen. That's well, except that the <laughs> fact that only one thing happens in every episode. That was yes, that was the point. That, yes, uh, it's, um, uh, uh, they they wow. they maybe. I mean, yeah. I guess it's the problem is that the the story is called Legopolis, so they're like, I guess we should go there. It's not right? called Police Precinct. It's yeah. called Legopolis. We're yeah. going to Legopolis. I, th- I forget what story it is, but there is there is a story, I think, where where it the thing that the story is named after doesn't happen until the fourth part, or like the end of the third part. Well, um, it's kind of enlightenment. They're like talking I about enlightenment the whole time, but there isn't really any enlightenment till the end. I guess that's true. But that is kind uh, of yeah, the point. It happens, it happens a few times, and it's just like, every time it happens, you're like, well, that seems like a cop-out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that's the show. <laughs> yeah. The show's one big cop-out. Um, uh, so, like, you know, when cops show up, they cop out of it. It's fine. Yep. Um so, uh, so, so you've got that. Um, the doctor isn't murder suspect for uh, a whole like two minutes. Um, I don't even know if it's that long, honestly. Yeah, um, it's a really scary minute and thirty seconds there. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's good stuff though. I really love it. I don't oh, know. it is great. Yeah, I I also love that they don't even notice Adric behind them, like going to lay down in front of a bike and act like he got. <laughs> I like how the co- none of the cops has like a weird reaction to the people being shrunken down to the size of dolls. Yeah, none of them is like, oh, why are there these dolls here? They're instantly like these people have been murdered by being shrunken to dolls. Yeah, they are extremely accepting of that and not as accepting of the doctor or Radrick. Although he does sound, I mean, to be fair, the doctor does sound like a crazy person. He is absolutely the person cops would arrest if they ran into him. They just are like, oh, you're definitely into something. We don't know what it is. We will find it. I can't waste my time with you. I'm the only person who can save the universe from the most dangerous person in the universe. You need to come to jail with us. (laughs) (laughs) The universe can't hurt you. Come on, buddy. Hey, buddy. It's okay. We've got a room with bars that'll keep you safe. <laughs> so so they go to Legopolis, and then we're introduced to, to, to Legopolis, and the idea of these people who, they do math all the time, and their math is so powerful that they can use the math to turn into physical objects, um, which I think is really cool. It's like a really cool science-y science fiction idea yeah um, and again very 80s just oh very 80s like weird I mean, sciencey science is magic we can do anything with technology yes i love yes. that stuff oh yeah 
Um, it's very. It reminds me a lot of like the the Guardians of the Universe um, in the in the Green Lantern Corps. Oh yeah, yeah. they de- yeah they really have that vibe. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I th- I feel like uh, I feel like Legopolis would be like a cool thing to revisit on the show at some point, just because I think that it's a cool idea and I think that there's something there. Just you know, they don't really do a whole lot with it here. It would be a lot of fun to revisit in the 21st century. Like how yeah. would, how would writers approach Legopolis now? Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Um, and okay, so let's let's talk about because while we're in Legopolis, where nothing really happens. Um, <laughs> Other than more people die and then the master shows up. It's just the molasses of story locations. Yeah. It's you get true. there, you're just stuck, you can't move, nothing yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> and there's they talk literally about three places. All the time. <laughs> there's three places they go to. Um there's there's like the lab with the hallway with all the people like working in the on the abacuses, which is which is <laughs> so funny because there's this moment where where uh the uh the the main guy um the uh there's too many the peoples in this yeah. there's the doctor the watcher the master and then this guy what's his name i have no idea the jeff i'm pretty sure it's not jeff <laughs> it's another the i forget what it is um anyway is he a keeper uh, he's not a keeper oh a keeper was the last one oh, yeah of trucking yeah the something hmm. the uh crap okay well i can't remember <laughs> Um, <clears throat> anyway, it'll, it'll come to me. Um, so him and, uh, him and Adric are just like walking the down monitor. the monitor, the monitor, that's the monitor. It. I knew it was another DC universe thing. Oh um, yeah. This is, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got like a Marvel guy in the watcher The master's yeah. just Buffy, but this first kind of, yeah. The doctor's in the authority. This is weird. Yeah. Super weird. weird. Um, so yeah, the monitor. So the monitor and Adric are walking down this hallway with all the people counting on the abacuses in there. Yeah, uh, which I mean, okay, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, the, just the whole checking the math scene and what is it, part three? <clears throat> yeah, this is that is... one. This is what I'm talking. Okay, about. good. Yeah, because so... this scene is just absolutely insane. Oh, so they're just walking down this hallway, and he's just—they're just checking numbers. They're just checking math, and they go through these doors, and then they come out the same set of oh, doors man. in the opposite direction with a painting behind them of yeah. the hallway they just came from. Yep. And I'm just like, and this is why I love Classic Who. That yeah. moment right there—the fact that that fooled anyone is beautiful. It's that moment where, like, you're watching the show, and and that moment happens, and you go, "Oh, they weren't making that up when they were parodying the show." Yeah. <laughs> like you forget sometimes that sometimes they did just shoot the hallway the other way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my favorite shots of Legopolis are where they try and do street level stuff with the model shot and it does not work. It's right. not a good move. Yeah. They should not have done that. <laughs> uh, so, so you've got that set and then you've got the exterior set, air quotes, exterior set in the town. The, the model um, shop. <laughs> yeah, right. And then you have... And then you have, uh, and then you have the like the shot on the cliff, which is, for some reason, like the town center or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, not a dangerous, uh, a, a, a dangerous place to have your town square. Oh, it's fine, Michael. Math will save them. Oh, that's not that does okay. It's fine. <laughs> oh, they'll just math like a parachute, or like they'll math a uh, a cushion at the bottom. Right. Yeah. He'll, they'll start talking in math language. Yeah. Like no, a, there's there's absolutely no problem with that at all. Yeah, it's fine. Um, it's fine. <laughs> a little uh, math of Mai Tai. It'll be a little beach party. So, so uh, you know, love Legopolis for it's just, it's just 
Insanity. Like, it is. It is <laughs> it's great. Oh, it's great. It really is. Uh, so many cool ideas, none of which are used. Um, oh, no. <laughs> and then there's The Watcher, which really doesn't work for me. Uh, yeah. The only time it's the such an interesting is... idea. It's such an interesting idea. And apparently it's the reason why the master doesn't show up until episode three, even though like he's like chuckling and we have like weird. Well, yeah, we're supposed to POV think it's, shots. It's, we're supposed to think the watcher's the master, I guess. But right. that has never worked ever. No, it doesn't work at all. Especially at all. with the ending of Trocken, which right. if you're watching the show as it was originally watched, you would have seen. Right. Like right. a week ago. Right. So the so Watcher strange. is just this mysterious white, like all like white bandagey looking spider webby guy um, that just like stands in the distance of certain scenes and beckons well, yeah, and the I doctor. didn't notice it until this time watching through uh, uh, before the show. I, I gave it another rewatch. He's got like weird claws on his hands. Yeah. Like, he's got like creepy murder nails. Yeah, he does. Which is just not what I was thinking would be how like that. The Watcher's just made so unnecessarily creepy. Yeah. And unnecessarily mysterious. Like, yeah. To to a point where it just feels like they're they're like throwing trash cans in front of their pursuer to throw them off the trail. Well, yeah. If we're like the pursuers kind of and the writer is is running from us, that is exactly what is happening for most of this serial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just at one point somebody literally gets a bicycle thrown at them and that's us for the whole serial. <laughs> it's just the we're these cops trying to get some sense out of these weirdos and it's not working. Yeah. Yeah, the watcher is uh I guess, you know, the the explanation that we're given is that it was the doctor the whole time, which is... <laughs> and it's that's clearly like an 80-yard in line. Yeah. That somebody was walking away from said They're like, wait, hold on. Can you just say this into a microphone real quick? Yeah. I don't and think people are going to get this. It was the doctor the whole time. <laughs> wink. Oh, I shouldn't have said wink. Sorry. Oh, it's fine. We'll cut, cut it out in post. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah, that's it's, it's such a weird idea, and like it's supposed to be Peter Davison, his 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 doctor, but like it's not. So he's in like these weird webby bandages. See, if it actually was Peter claws. Davison, yeah, it would be more mysterious. It'd be right. like, oh, who's that guy? Right. And then at the end, it's the guy. Yeah. Oh, that would be that would have been great, but yeah, you know. That's not how they thought about things back then, I guess. <laughs> well, they were busy inventing math languages. Right. <laughs> and buying a lot of abacuses. <laughs> so many. So many. It was a <laughs> abacus convention on set that day. Yeah. I, I do like that. <laughs> I love that the Logopolis people, they, they're like, ah, we don't need computers and machines. We have the most powerful computer slash machine in our brain. And what are those abacuses for? Don't talk about the abacuses. We will never mention the abacuses in dialogue. <laughs> Somebody that's thought it was just... a good idea? Who hadn't read the script? Abacuses. That's just what math looks like, right? Yep. That's yeah. science. That's that's math and science. It, right it was there. either that or a slate and a piece of chalk. And chalk's a little dusty. So <laughs> I can see why they went with abacus. And they didn't want to want people to confuse the chalk for the watcher. So there you go. Um, so uh, so Sentient okay. Chalk monster. <laughs> it's basically what he is. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah. So okay. So Nissa's uh, shows up randomly um, because yep. the watcher brought her there. I guess. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this just... shows up like right in time for Adric to do another cliffhanger yell. At which point yeah. I was like, "Stop! Let stop having him do those. Please yeah. stop. No more. <laughs> no more of that." Oh man. <laughs> and they were um, like, "Yeah, we see your point." Thankfully. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so Nissa, like, so the master shows up in episode three, um, even though he was there the whole time, he just, we're finally allowed to see him Yeah, in episode uh, three. Um, and he, uh, he, he's like reveals like what his whole plan is, which has to do with the reason that all the Lugopolis people are doing math, which is they're trying to hold back like this energy thing. And so he's just like, yeah, but, uh, I want to use the energy thing to break things. I don't know. I'm the master. His pl- it's the great thing about the story is he's he's in like the first steps of forming a plan and yeah. it just goes wrong immediately. Yeah. He doesn't even have time to figure out what the actual what the shape of the plan is. He just shows up on the Gopolis is like, I'm going to poke this place with a stick. Yeah. And when he does it just immediately goes wrong. Yeah. Like he just he upsets one domino and the whole universe starts collapsing on itself and he goes, "Oh, Haha, <laughs> didn't need a plan. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. So uh, so he has this bracelet, and uh, when Nyssa shows up and sees the master and thinks it's her father, which is the last we'll ever hear about that. Um, yeah. Which is, I'm sorry, look. If there's I mean, she cr- does bring it up a lot in the serial, but she stops bringing it up at all. Right, after this, exactly. Like, so, like it, it's a thing where it's like, if, if some crazy evil mastermind was, like, running around the universe with my dad's face. And I, had killed her mom. And her killed her mom. And it's like, doing all these things, I just, I feel like... It would come up more. Yeah. I feel I like feel the like angst would, come would up be more. there. This is a huge, huge missed opportunity for lots of angst. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like Big Finish has, has brought it up. They must have at some point, but again, I guess they haven't really done a lot with the master. So, Mm-mm. no, not especially not with the fifth doctor because they don't have mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Anley. Yeah, um, it wouldn't really work out. Yeah, never mind. Um, so, 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 yeah. So, like, it, that's that's a huge missed opportunity. Then, then the idea that he killed uh, Tegan's aunt—that's never really brought up because I guess Tegan didn't really like her aunt. So, whatevs. I don't yeah, know. The whole show just sort of doesn't give a damn about that ant. No, I feel like there was just a huge missed opportunity with the idea oh, yeah. being well, there like, were like two missed opportunities for just personal revenge on the master. And right. They yeah, and just then all, didn't, all you'd have like, to do, eh, we don't, all, that's, that's fine. It's, yeah. Nah, never and mind. all you'd have to do is throw in another bit for Adric to not like the master. And then you're like, you know, you're, well, you're, he does get all caged up in that one episode later. So, Oh yeah, in the so there weird you go. like spiky See? net thing, the crazy underage S and M thing. I, I wasn't going to say it, so there that you go. Was not great. Super uh, weird. Super weird. weird. <laughs> yes, uh, um, <laughs> that. So, so you have like all Which of them. Which also never comes up again. No, you have all of them have a reason to really, really not like the master, but none of them have a personal vendetta, which is. Uh, bothersome yeah um, everybody so, just sort of forgets about it yeah They're like ah maybe he'll be okay this time no well uh, he'll probably learn it next time i don't know probably not though <laughs> yeah but i will say that in the little bit of time we have nissa dealing with the fact that the master has her dad's face um and gets that bracelet on that allows the master to control her i gotta say evil nissa is pretty cool yeah um 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's totally inconsistent because at first she seems like legitimately evil. And then the next time with the with the bracelet, like the she's very a next robot scene, lady. Yeah, she's just a robot lady that she yeah. can't control her arm. Um, I it's, much prefer it's yeah. The yeah, she's initially it makes sense because they're yeah. playing it kind of like Keeper of Draken. Yeah. But then every time Miles, it's like, oh, you can just remote control people from their wrist? Yeah. I don't think that's how people work, but okay. Right. Because it's just, it switches on and she's just like, well, my brain turned off because my wrist has a thing on it. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't, Trachonites have some weird biology. That's well, there's veins, you know. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just going to choke this kid to death. Whatever. I'm not going <laughs> to in any way resist uh, with my legs right. or other arm. It makes me it makes me long for like an arc with the master where he has like just a legitimate companion. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Rather than just being alone. Like where he's just like the doctor always has friends and he beats me. Maybe I should get some friends. I should get a friend who's also evil. Yeah. Like, why hasn't that well, well, the master's just sort of not salvageable, but right. Hopefully yeah. we get some other evil time lord or <clears throat> there's just another master. Who's right. way more together. Right. <laughs> that would oh be nice. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Master is such a cool idea that is just... It's just not... never capitalized on. No, no. Like, like, Jeffrey Beavers and Peter Pratt are great, but they're, like, burned-out, fragile guys. Right. And Delgado's amazing, but Delgado is just too... Delgado's amazing, but that's, that's the thing. It's like, in order to have a great Master, you need to make some you need to give an actor the role that is like the antithesis to whoever's yeah. the doctor at the time that's what makes that work so well it's like they're they're completely antithesis characters to each other whereas Anthony Anley is not really an antithesis to either uh Tom Baker or Yeah, Peter he's Anthony. just doing his own thing. Yeah. Which is all right. I mean, I my my problem with Anthony Ainley's never been Anthony Ainley. My problem with Anthony Ainley's master's always just been like the writing. Like right. give the master things to do. Right. Which they're not terribly good at having him. They, just all of his plans fall apart. Yeah. But because a breeze blows, yeah. like too hard, and everything. For a mastermind, topples. he's not very. Oh, he's, he's terrible. He's, he's terrible. He's really terrible at thinking things through. He is. <laughs> I mean. Exhibit A, Legopolis. He just shows up and things start falling apart. Yeah. Like, he's just an agent of chaos, is what <laughs> the Ainley version of the Master is. Yeah. But, I mean, the Sim version of the Master is just, like, an evil ex-boyfriend. Like, I don't know why or what or mm-hmm. just, huh, is my mm-hmm. whole reaction to that Master. And the whole, the and then, and then there's just the idea of of, here, we get to the end of episode three and the Doctor reluctantly... Uh, teams up with the master to uh, fix something or other. Um, yeah. And perfect description. Uh, <laughs> and Just, yeah, here's the problem with this. Like, okay, I'm all, I'm, I'm a hundred percent on board with like the master and the doctor teaming up being like, Oh, that's a huge deal. Like, that's awesome. Right. Except yeah. for the fact that Tom Baker, fourth doctor, not known for dealing with the master much. Really nope. at all. So that kind of steals away some of the drama. Well, because I mean, Baker's the one who uh, the master came back during. And each time he came back was during Baker's reign. So it kind of makes sense. But it's only two. They're hardly nemesises, you know? Well, yeah. Nemes- nemesis. Like he is a recurring threat. There aren't it's, many of those. Whereas, like, well, my thing is, like, I feel like it would have been more 
like, okay. And I know that this was impossible because obviously Delgado died, but say you did Planet of the Spiders. And then at the, like the last, like the second to last cliffhanger, Planet of the Spiders, Delgado and like Delgado Master and Pertwee Doctor are just like, okay, we have to team up and fight the spider thing. That would have been such a massive, huge deal. Of course that would have been amazing. Yeah, that would have been amazing. (laughs) And I feel like that's what this is trying to be. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely trying to set them up as equals the whole time. And it's not working as well because we're not as familiar with Ainley. We know him from playing like a friendly guy last serial. Right. And he's just not – he's just been weirdly laughing for two weeks and not actually doing a lot. Whereas, like, and and I feel like the only reason it works at all for people like you or I is because we know in our in our heads we're like, oh yeah, the master and the doctor they have all this history. But I feel like if you were just watching this in real time, that ending wouldn't really mean much of anything. No, I mean the the reason I I would argue the reason it works for folks like us is because that the master is at least indirectly responsible for the death of the fourth doctor, which is a huge deal. Yeah. Because Baker is just a very important doctor. And the fact right. that Ainley is the one who is there, right. who is the reason he falls to his death, Reichenbach mm-hmm. style, right. just kind of amps him up. And it's, it's just sort of like backwards logic, though. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's kind of what watching Classic Who is like, because you know the context before you necessarily see the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I love the idea of them teaming up. I was just like kind of disappointed. With oh, it's so, it it's so time. odd. Yeah. It's absolutely. So well. it's especially, and considering- also it's like the last serial Baker had all this time making friends with this guy Tremas and now the master has just in his body and not repentant about it at all. Mm-hmm. And the doctor also just never brings up what a big deal that is to him. Yeah. I mean, he offered, I th- I'm pretty sure in truck and he offers Tremas to come with him. Yeah, he does. I think yeah. I think you're right. So, like, yeah. bring it up. Yeah. Nobody ever brings it up. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they're too busy. Mathing? Too busy, like, they're yeah, mathing. They're too busy mathing. <laughs> coming, coming up with cool ideas and not doing anything with them. Not doing a damn thing with them. Um, just explaining what they are and then moving on. Um, this is just, yeah, this episode is, like, made for Wikipedia. It's just yeah. a list. It's a yeah. listicle. It's the listicle of Doctor Who serials. <laughs> 25 cool ideas for a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> so, okay. So so uh, the Doctor and the Master go back to Earth to get some parts or something they need from a satellite dish thing. Yeah, and the which is for just some like, reason copied that is still never exactly clear. Yeah. Um, and then the Master's just like, oh, LOL, you thought I was going to help. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> if any master would talk in text speak, it would absolutely be the Ainley master. <laughs> yeah. And I say that with John Sim having danced to Scissor Sisters at one point, but <laughs> the Anthony Ainley master is built to say LOL as a phrase. Like he's yes. the guy. Yes. Just black velvet Shakespeare collar. Oh, LOL. Weird hand tilt. <laughs> I feel like that's Flawless. just like a Tumblr meme just waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. Can somebody, <laughs> oh, just... CC me on that. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, so he betrays the doctor and reveals that he's got these, these machine thing, these things that need to be, that are plugged in and don't need to be plugged in if, if you don't want to destroy the world, I guess. Yeah, so the doctor I, runs out onto a bridge to go unplug one and save the, 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 the planet 
in the universe and uh the master is just like oh i'll just i'll just move this and so he moves the satellite dish which makes him like fall off but he he pulls it just in time and then he's like hanging by the cord and he starts seeing like all of his all of his bad guys and and all of his companions and then he falls and then he's just like hanging out on the ground and his companions come out of nowhere and yeah. find him well they were in the some of them were in the TARDIS with the Watcher, so he probably brought them there. Mm. But, I, yeah, I mean, Tegan's with him for the trip, too, because she's, like, playing companion on the Pharaoh's trip. Right. Uh, with the Master, which is odd. Right. Um, again, weird parallel to Scream of the Shalka, which is, like, part of my Doctor Who story. Mm. But it's kind of an oddly similar companion team of Shouty Lady and Master. <laughs> Shouty lady. That's basically the only space in the Venn diagram between Alice and Cheney and uh, Tegan Yavanka. But what are you gonna do? <laughs> um. So, uh, so, so, so he's dying. He's getting ready to regenerate, and then the then the Watcher shows up, and <laughs> he was the Doctor the whole time. She said into a microphone five minutes after recording. Which I just, <laughs> I just like I'm, what? I'm like, okay, what? How? He's not doing anything. He's just standing there. Like, how do you know that that's what he is? He just walked into your friend. How do you know anything more? How, how did that answer a question? That's what I want to know. How did yeah. this guy walking into a, ween, a, a weird green like orb in the doctor's head like make any of that make more sense to you? I don't know. I, don't I feel know. like every it's just been a collection of ADR of everyone going, what the hell is happening right now? <laughs> Oh yeah. Um so uh so then that's it. And he regenerates. He comes and out of a cocoon he's... with isolates. Yeah, and then he regenerates again into a guy whose hair will later regenerate again. Yeah. All the time apparently. Yeah. It gets blonder. <laughs> it just it gets different length per serial. <laughs> yeah. Which is incredible. Uh, well, and because they shot it, they shoot this, they didn't shoot the serials necessarily in order. So that makes it even worse. Yeah. They shot them out of order and nobody said, don't get a haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Davison. Uh, yeah. His hair it's a, it does a lot of things. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an era of slapdash. A lot of things. Some of them hair. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's Legopolis. I, you know, it's weird in, in that. I mean, yeah, there's there's like that big lull on Logopolis, but there's something charming about the story. And oh, is, I, the crazy there, thing is, it's a story where nothing happens, and I still really enjoy everything that's happening. Yeah, everything that's not happening. Exactly. I, yeah. I enjoy what little happening I'm getting. Yeah. Hmm. Man, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's weird. There's just it's... so much like fun TARDIS stuff. I love like weird mm-hmm. TARDIS definitions. So it's just the two of them running around shutting the TARDIS down and yeah. all that I also stuff love and... new TARDIS sets. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. I, I wish that garden room had come back more. I wish they'd held on to that set because it's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is like two episodes. This is two stories in a row where you get like cool t- new TARDIS interiors. Yeah. And um, also like crazy pop-up MS Paint panel. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, We're drawing things in very specific angles. <laughs> yeah. So uh so yeah, Legopolis. It's um 
I think it's a fine story. It's and I and I like that the watcher and like ends up sort of giving the story a sense of gravitas um that it might not have had otherwise because I think this is the only yeah, time the gravitas really comes from the continuity aspects of it cuz it's the regeneration, the master really shows up. Right. The it's like the middle of this entropy trilogy thing. Well, it's just like I I mean like the watcher in terms of like it just feels ominous, I guess. I don't oh, yeah. Know. Well, yeah. I mean, starting with episode two, one of the – I, like, took some notes so I wouldn't be completely without uh, uh, help on this thing. Uh-huh. Um, but starting with episode two, it just started to feel really funereal, like, the whole time. Mm-hmm. Just the watcher ominously looking on and the electronic organ music, which, yes. I mean, okay. Uh, and the cloister <laughs> bell and the – just it's – I mean, even the jettisoning of Romana's rooms feels very like, okay, we're summing things up now. Mm-hmm. Um, Although, <laughs> the, the jettisoning of Romana's rooms. So random. It's so random. It's so random. And really just feels like the doctor's like, yeah, or, or Tom Baker was just like, yeah, we got a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> what? And then, yeah. like, the, the all of the TARDIS scenes with the doctor and Adric have this really weird sense of humor. Mm-hmm. to them it's it's really funny like the first time tegan runs into the dr nadrick in the console room is mm-hmm. like an actually funny scene yeah it is and, of, and and the doctor's just such a grumpy old man in this yeah just just that that look he gives adrick where he's considering telling tegan that adrick is the head of this ship you could tell just by the way he's looking he's like i'm gonna blame it on the kid <laughs> and it's it's kind of a perfect fourth doctor moment of just yeah. not wanting to deal with companions <laughs> and getting she's just because the great thing is the the one thing that could scare tom baker out of the tardis is a three-person companion team oh man and he's the guy who just wanted zero yeah yeah <laughs> oh man it's insane yeah <laughs> just him having to deal with so many new people you get the grumpiest of bakers oh it's the best it's perfect yeah. He just gets all to be bu- old before he leaves. And, and I love the- it when doctors get to be old before they leave. Oh, yeah. And all of the behind-the-scenes stuff in this, um, all of the behind-the-scenes footage of him just being incredibly grumpy. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's so, so great. <laughs> it's so great. Oh, just like just throwing old man fits left and right about, oh, about things. Yeah. Um, and like even in the story, he kind of gets to do that a lot. Yeah. He's yelling at people. All of the time. No, his his go-to move in this story is somebody somebody says something to him, and then he repeats it angrily, and then yeah. a- answers their question. <laughs> yeah. He's just like he's giving himself time to think by shouting at them. Yeah. It's his go-to move, which is – it's a choice. <laughs> it's great. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah. So that's, that's, that's Legopolis. Um, doesn't uh, – it's it's not the best outing for uh, for for Tom Baker. I mean, I I think it's a I think it's a fine story. It's just unfortunate that it's his last story because it really says nothing about the fourth yeah. Doctor. It doesn't really. really sum him up at all. Mm-mm. He's actually the thing I noticed is we know the least about the Doctor in the story. Mm-hmm. We're not really following his perspective at any point. Mm-mm. We're always following it through other people. Yeah. Which is it's an interesting it's interesting that he goes out on such a kind of unreadable note. Yeah, yeah. Although you know it's it's telling because I feel like that idea is uh, it, it's sort of um, 
I almost feel like that's a John Nathan Turner idea because, you know, his tenure of the show, you know, that was started in this season and then went on to, to the cancellation, um, in, uh, with, with, uh, with McCoy, mm-hmm. it was always like, that was his deal. Like he kind of, it seemed like he wanted to make the doctor, this mysterious character again. And well, a lot of that comes back up when, uh, oh, what's the name of the writer who comes in and, in the seventh doctor era. I'm thinking Andrew Garfield, but that's wrong. Andrew Cartmel. Andrew oh yeah. Cartmel. Yeah. When Cartmel comes in and sort of the master plan is to re mysterious, the doctor, that wasn't so much Nathan Turner. Cause well, we... cause Nathan Turner, cause I feel like even in, in the fifth and sixth doctor eras, like it always seemed like the focus was on everyone, but the doctor. Yeah. But at the same time, they're going to like Gallifrey and solving TARDIS problems. So it feels like, they're trying to make the Doctor into kind of a science hero, just sort of, he has a race, he comes from another planet of people who he will explore right. occasionally. I guess that's true. It's, I it's guess, sort I of guess more... the, other, the other thing, too, is like, say we're just really hated Colin Baker, um, and, and didn't It seems like... to have been going around, which yeah, is really it, it, sad, because it turns out he's very good at the whole Doctor thing. Yeah, he is. Um, and oh, he didn't man. really, he didn't, he liked Davison, but didn't think that he made a good doctor. So you have the script editor who is editing these two guys who he don't, he doesn't think are good doctors. It's not great. Yeah. Cause not... again, Davison, the crazy thing is in the big finish stuff, now that he kind of sounds older, he's great. Yeah. He's just like a great authoritarian doctor presence. Mm-hmm. It's fin- uh, It's Yeah. They're really all great in Big yeah, Finish. Yeah, I mean, there isn't there isn't a bad Doctor. There just isn't. No, no, they're all good. Um, the worst thing about about Big Finish coming when it did is that we don't have any great like Big Finish stories with like Trout and Pertwee. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before they they left us, because that would have been oh, that would have been some I don't know some good stuff right there. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, so anyway, so that's. That's Legopolis, um, Grumpy Tom Baker. Um, oh, the grumpiest of bakers. <laughs> just the grumpiest of bakers. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, a full TARDIS. Full TARDIS. Um, I really like the, the Hartnell size TARDIS groups. I, yeah. I would like to see that again. It sounds like it's what we're getting a little bit, at least in Series mm-hmm. 8. I hope that is what's happening. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll see. We'll see. I've heard a lot of things about the new series, but I don't want to believe any of them until we see it. Yeah, I just sort of, I'm kind of casual eye at spoilers, not really looking for them. Yeah. Not paying attention to most of them. I just sort of want the show to be a surprise again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping that the, the show gets a new look again, too. The way that the show sort of reinvented itself when Matt Smith took over. Um, how the eleventh hour looks nothing like the end of time, you know? Like yeah, I'm kind of totally curious how that's going to be. It sounds like we're getting some new directors in, so yeah. So I'm I hoping think that might be what's happening. Yeah, I'm hoping for a new look. I think that could be really interesting because um, it's the same screwdriver in the same console room, but I'm curious right. what else is changing. Right. Yeah, well, it could be interesting. Oh yeah. Um. So uh, so if you have thoughts you want to share. On this uh, on this story, Legopolis or on Tom Baker, 
um, or uh, Anthony Anley or whoever. Um, find the post of this episode on the Companion.us and leave a comment. Or you can send us an email at uh, tdcpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, send in your emails for our 200th episode because we are uh, f- very quickly approaching that. Nice. Um, so, uh, so we will, uh, we'll have like a little mailbag section. So if you want to send us an email for that, that is tdcpodcast at gmail.com. Um, go check out my other podcast, uh, the mind robbers, which is, uh, the flagship podcast, mindrobber.net. And on that myself and my co-host Matt Smith, not that Matt Smith, hmm. um, we, uh, we, we talk about, uh, just sort of like whatever, entertainment we've been consuming lately we talk about books we talk about movies we talk about comics we talk about tv music video games um all that stuff uh is done on the mind robbers and we sort of look at it from a writer's perspective we we sort of started the show in an effort to like break things apart and sort of like uh, figure out what kind of writers we want to be and and what we respond to the most as writers so that's kind of the perspective that show comes from um, so if you're just looking for like a fan show, it's probably not, not the one that you're going to want. Um, cause we are critical a lot. Um, so that's the mind robbers. Uh, and then the mind robbers versus is the show where we, uh, we pick a particular show or series of shows that we want to watch every episode of and, and pick apart in detail. Um, the first time we did it, uh, the first season of the mind robbers versus was the DC animated universe. So we covered every single episode of Batman, the animated series, Superman, the animated series, Batman beyond justice league and justice league unlimited. Um, and then we did Veronica Mars in season two as a lead up to the movie. And uh, now in season three, which uh, just launched last week, um, we are taking on the Joss Whedon quadfecta in Buffy, the vampire slayer, angel firefly and dollhouse. Um, and uh, it's uh, it's it's going really well. I'm it's really I think it's our best one so far. We've been doing really interesting things. Um, we've been reading like unproduced screenplays by him and uh, all sorts of things, sort of tracking his progress as a writer. Um, it's sort of becoming a history of Joss Whedon in a lot of respects. Um, so uh, that's the Mind Robbers versus. So go check that out. Uh, if you're on Twitter, follow uh, at TDC Podcast so you'll know the second a new episode hits. Or you can follow uh, me at my personal account at Scott Corelli or uh, Michael. You're just at Michael Nixon, right? Yes, I am. Yeah, you're one of the lucky ones. We we both got our names. It's... Yeah, I got my name and I got my name with the middle initial. Nice. <laughs> I was I was an early adopter. Nice. I was not, but you know what? At Scott Corelli, not. Not one that was uh, not one that was missing yet. There were a um, lot of Michael Nixons. I, I did look at. I think that's interesting. Um, I wouldn't think so. I don't know. Yeah, eh, I guess so. It's a surprise for me too. Yeah. Um, but uh, and, and then Michael, where where else can people find you? Uh, if you want to track uh, the show Geek Crash Course, uh, we are at Geek Crash Course on Twitter, and we kind of have Geek Crash Course everywhere, like Facebook and YouTube and all those places as well. So that's where you can find us. We do uh, weekly 101 courses on geek topics. If you're, mm-hmm. that's the elevator pitch. You've been doing uh, classic TV stuff right now, right? Yeah, this yeah. Uh, May was retro TV month, and uh, in June we're back into sort of uh, hodgepodge topics, just trying mm-hmm. to cover some ground, fill in some blanks. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so and those those run about like they're like not even ten minutes, right? We try to keep it under five lately. Under five, because um, uh, uh, 
as as I've had to say in comments a few times, we're geek crash course, not geek comprehensive list. Right. So it's uh Oh it's, the internet. Yeah, if you're already a fan of something, it it's not necessarily the show for you. We're right. more of a resource for new folks. Yeah, makes sense. I have a question though. Well, please ask. How I mean, are you are you in the know of all of those things that you cover? Like not all the time. Not all the time. Okay. It initially started with that, but we've had to sort of expand out. So when we cover stuff that either Diana or I don't know, we'll go to like friends of ours who do to just sort of fact check most of the time. So oh, okay. we occasionally get like dates wrong, and mm-hmm. we try and keep it uh, ahead of those with annotations and stuff. So all right, yeah. fair enough. The, that's the Doctor Who ones. We got a few. Uh, facts wrong in the first and second ones. Whoops. But, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, that's fine. Eh, dates. We're, that's we're such human. a small detail. Like, it's for a time travel show when you're doing a historical perspective. Sometimes you get some dates wrong, and it's it's a bad move. Eh, it's a bad it's move. The end of the world. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. Um, but if you, uh, if you like this show, uh, make sure that you go to iTunes and uh, leave us a review, or at the very least, give us give us some stars. Um, cause that, uh, that tells iTunes, like iTunes uses this weird system where the more reviews that you have, um, the more relevant you are as a show. So the higher in search results you come And right now, uh, this show is buried in a, in a, in like, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of Dr. Who podcasts. Um, so, uh, it'd be really nice to come up a little farther in that, in those search results. Um, at least, at least top 10 would be nice. Uh, at the very least. Modest. Yeah, I don't. I mean, look, I'm. Not, we're never going to get to the level of some of those people, um, some of those podcasts. But man, it would be nice to not be like at the bottom. That would be good. Um, most importantly, uh, just in general, be our street team and get out there and tell people that we exist. You know, get on, get on Reddit, get on Facebook, get on Twitter. Tell people that we're around. Um, tell your, tell your friends, tell your parents, whatever they like. Doctor Who. Um, tell them you sh- they should be listening because you listen and you like us, right? Hopefully, maybe. All right. Anyway, um, speaking for me, yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, uh, so next time um, we'll be back with uh, with New Earth, which is a tenth Doctor story with Nick Jimenez, um, and then uh, on the other side of that, uh, Eighth Doctor Adventures series two, um, which is. Uh, is our only really like ongoing big finish stuff that we do just because the eighth doctor's so good and he deserves so to be good. talked about just my favorite doctor absolutely oh, he's so good he's so good it's hard for me to pick my favorite doctor like it changes all the time all the time uh, yeah after I, legend of the cybermen only came to last year yeah yeah no i saw that post that youtube yeah. video the way you did it um okay. no i i for, like after legend of the cybermen like i think six doctors my favorite um, oh, six is up there for me. Uh, did you have you heard Legend of the Cybermen? I haven't. Ugh. Oh I my catch god! Up on the monthly stuff. Le- Legend of the Cybermen is like this. Um, it's it's basically I call it Legend of the Cybermen. I don't know what the trilogy is called, but it's like a trilogy or it's four stories, and it's and it's the Sixth Doctor with Jamie McCrimmon. Oh, I have heard those. Yes, Ugh, I didn't know that that was yes. Uh, uh, I have heard the separate so, stories. Yeah, yeah, so insanely good. Amazingly, um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, the Cybermen in a carved out Moby Dick. Yeah, <laughs> give me all of that. That's more, please. <laughs> that's oh man, that's some good stuff. Um, 
So, uh, so yeah. So go go check out those uh, coming up. And Michael, thank you so much. Uh, well, thank for you for having the show. Um, we'd love to have you back. So just let me know. Yeah, absolutely. Let me All know. right. Cool. All right. Cool. Bye, everybody. Bye.